Welcome to the Empowered Buyer Podcast, where we demystify the latest marketing trends and talk best practices with the experts. Brought to you by the Mass Engines team. Hello, marketers. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Colleen, and we are going to spend our very first episode talking about the Empowered B2B Buyer. I'm here with Mass Engines CEO and MarTech expert, Z Jeremick, and he's going to give us some insights on what buyer empowerment really means for marketers. So Z, Tell us about the empowered buyer. Yeah, I think when it comes to the empowered buyer, B2B is really no different than B2C. In the context of the empowered buyer, um, the, the buyer has access to information and they no longer need to talk to sales reps. And I think we're seeing this across the board. Sales reps are increasingly being given the runaround or just being told, I'm not ready to talk to you. Send me some info. I'm in charge of my own, my own information gathering, and I don't want you to unduly influence me. I mean, it's almost like it's, it's the Empowered Buyer Manifesto. You can't sell me this stuff. I want to buy it on my own. So it's, it's a, it's, you know, one would say it's a massive shift in how people buy because they actually have information, access to information that enables them to make informed decisions. They no longer need to talk to a sales rep. And by that very nature, the sales rep and the companies that rely so heavily on sales to drive the conversation are losing, are losing the, their edge. How is the empowered buyer different in B2B? What is their persona? Everyone's an empowered buyer. So what are you selling? That's really what it comes down to. Depending on what product you're selling, you're going to be targeting a different persona or a different role. Let's not talk about personas. I actually, you know, it's interesting. I actually find that a persona is a confusing term because they mean something very specific in the context of traditional marketing. And when it comes to the empowered buyer buyer in a B2B context, I find it's a lot more it's a lot more helpful to talk about roles. So what role does this uh, does a buyer play in the buying journey because especially in the b2b context it's rarely a single individual it's usually a buying team and there's different people on that team they play different roles how important is technology when it comes to buyer empowerment interestingly i don't while technology can be used by companies to get the right to understand who their buyer is and get the right information in front of them it's still the it's still it's much more important about what you have to say than what kind of technology you're using now grand technology can enable you to get the right content but it's still about the content what do you have to say and there's a lot of people saying a lot of things so you need to be able to stand out and it's no longer enough to just yell into the wind that you have a good product. Um, you need to understand your buyer, what they're interested in, and position your product and your product's existence in the context of the buyer. That, I think, is the most important shift and consideration for companies that want to stay relevant. 
In your experience, how have companies adapted to this relatively new world of empowered buying? Change is hard. Nobody wants to change. Nobody likes to change. And what I'm what we're what I'm seeing, and why I would argue what we're seeing across the board is a strong resistance to change. Um, the the people that grew up in traditional marketing and saw their success come from traditional marketing are very reluctant to let go of that success of what they know is success and adapt and i think that that's the biggest obstacle um to be successful tomorrow is letting go of your success of the past you know one of my favorite sayings that i actually uh, have been saying to quite a few people, um, even on my own team, is that this what got you to where you are is not necessarily the same things that are going to get you to the next level. And I would say the same thing to companies, um, especially in the marketing departments of companies, is that the there's still a which is not to say that the successes of the past have no bearing on on today or or the future. It's um, it's just the the world is becoming more complex, and it's no longer enough to rely solely on the brand, to rely solely on advertising, because the only thing that it does is get you exposure. The assumption there is that if the only thing you got exposure, the buyer will want to connect to your sales rep, who's going to fill in the rest. But that's no longer the case. So marketing needs to expand the repertoire to go beyond the brand and awareness uh, so that when the buyer says, okay, I know you exist, what do you have to say to me that is going to be relevant to me? There's going to be something meaningful to say to the buyer uh, outside of, we're here, check us out. Change is no longer optional. Um, and we can no longer wait for the new generations to come in and usher in change because the company may not be around for that to happen. So mastering change management in a rapidly evolving space, any space that's rapidly evolving, become I would argue is gonna become the key differentiator between successful evolution or decay and death. I mean, I hate to be macabre about it, but it's that change management is what enables companies to remain vital and adapt to the times. And I mean, as as we've seen, as we've, as, as I think is this is pretty widely understood now. Evolutionary processes are, are have always been has always favored adaptability over every other trait. What are some tips or best practices you can recommend to companies trying to make a big impact on the empowered buyer? When we're talking about being able to impact the empowered buyer, we're, we're talking about multiple departments co- you know, cooperating, which requires us to bring down the traditional silos that, have, that exist between departments and get them to work together and that that's a massive challenge. Um, I mean, I think that probably some of the best examples of success um, can be seen 
with bold CMOs that understand what's possible and that are able to aggressively position and negotiate within the within the companies that are being hired what their vision is and what's possible and then to to execute it by bringing people that they know or understand what needs to happen i think what we're going to start seeing is a slow return to a rehashing of the content craze that again happened about eight, eight years ago but it's going to be from a different lens from a different point of view it's going to, the next one is going to be more focused not on the company talking about itself which is kind of largely what the last the last big focus on content was about but it's going to be more focused on the empowered buyer because there's going to be increased awareness that you can no longer be relevant if you're just talking about yourself and I mean, I think it's you can we can see we can see signs of this slowly emerging. Uh, I mean, recently I, I went shop I went uh, shopping for appliances as as a consumer, and had a you know I was pressured to make a lot of um, you know big decisions. Um, and what was interesting is that I found, so I, you know, I, did, I went online, what every empowered buyer does today. They go online to do some research. And I was actually really shocked to find that while there was, you know, there's a ton of bad content out there that is trying to attract SEO, there is a small appliance store in Boston that understood the empowered buyer and they understood the need to create content that looks to inform the empowered buyer honestly i, I stumbled on this one small they had two stores small appliance store two stores in, in boston they had a ton of content that looked to serve the buyer they had guides upon guides a 40-page guide on selecting a dishwasher they had a you know a fifty page guide on selecting a refrigerator, and they actually had sub guides for different types of refrigerators. And honestly, I spent an hour on their site. I learned everything I need to know. And if if I lived, if they were local, if they delivered to me, or if they delivered nationally, I would have bought from them because they enabled me. Um, so. I went to an instead of so I went to them. I learned everything I could. Unfortunately, they couldn't deliver to me. They couldn't sell to me. So I went to Home Depot, and bought exactly the appliances that they enabled me to select. Um, and to me, this is a great example of how the early players, who understand the importance of the empowered buyer and how to serve them, will have an edge, and they will realize more sales until the herd starts moving that direction because they see that that's basically where success is. So you've spoken a lot about content. Can you elaborate on what kind of content works for buyer empowerment? What we see is a lot of folks trying to game the SEO engines in order to get traffic. But they're, again, they're gaming. They're not providing significant deep content that looks to inform the buyer for the purpose of helping the buyer. This is the big difference is that Companies and brands, and especially B2B, 
are still very much living in the age of content from 10 or 20 years ago where content was about us and about what we're doing. Check out our product. We have an event. We have a new launch. It's all about us. The empowered buyer doesn't care about us. They don't know why they should care. What we need to do is to create content that's focused on the challenge that the empowered buyer that we're targeting is facing, not for the purpose of selling them our product, but for the purpose of enabling them to have more information to make an intelligent decision. And, the, and if we are informing them well enough, then we're going to be able to influence them and they may come to see the space in which we play from our point of view, which will naturally default them to select us. But it cannot start with us. It has to start with the buyer. It has to start with the problems the buyer is facing. Every company has designed products around problems customer, their customers are facing. Focus your content on those problems, not on your product, not on its features, not even on its benefits. Focus on the problem the customer is facing. Okay, great. Well, I think we probably need to have a larger uh, conversation on content down the road. Um, I'd love to. That's, that's all for today. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Empowered Buyer Podcast. Stay tuned for more or check us out on massengines.com.